is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Michael Hurley, and we talk about physical versus mental limitations, boundaries, discipline, and of course, stray in the soundtrack. So I hope you enjoy part one with Michael Hurley. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Michael Hurley. Michael, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> this I'm great. I'm great. This is exciting. Uh, I had your, I guess the other, the other half <laughs> of Strain the Soundtrack, uh-huh. Sean, on this yeah. podcast. Oh goodness, must have been a month or two ago at this point. Uh, yeah, I think so. We have so much to talk about. There's so much you've you've done. Uh, before we get to any of that, though, I do want to take it back to the beginning of time for you. What were yeah. the what were the entertainment dreams for you growing up? My dreams always involved music in every memory that I've ever had and every way that I could ever think about it. I, I grew up in a very, very musical family with with two music teachers as parents and two brothers that were both performers and musicians. My, my grandmother was a graduate of uh, Juilliard and she played piano. And so I, I grew up with just music in the home, all different sorts of music, whether it was uh, theater music, classical music, you know, pop music. Uh, so I knew from a very young age that music and performing was going to be a part of my life and almost to a fault sometimes, uh, you know, in my younger years where I just, I knew that it was what I wanted to do with my life. Um, so I started playing piano at like around the age of eight or nine. Uh, I studied trumpet when I was in school from about the fourth grade onward. I picked up guitar and bass when I was in middle school and I started just sort of gravitating to all these new and exciting types of music. I I performed in a lot of uh, pit orchestras through middle school and high school. That's sort of how I got introduced to the world of uh, theater. Um, So yeah, from a very young age, I was just surrounded by music in my home. It was never something that was ever forced upon us by our parents. I just sort of naturally developed a love for it and it grew from there. I love that. What did your, what did your parents teach you about work ethic? Both of my parents, you know, taught me that hard work is just such an important virtue. Um, I will say it's something that probably took me longer than I would have liked to really understand what that meant. Uh, But I I always worked um, intensely hard at things that I was passionate about in my life. And that definitely meant music, my friendships, um, things that were really important to me, I always put a lot of energy into. Um, my my dad was definitely a very uh, hardworking man. Uh, not only as a teacher, he was a, an, an administrator in his uh, public school districts that he taught in. Um, so he um, taught me a lot about how to relate to and deal with people as that was a huge part of his job. Um, my mom, was a music teacher to start and then funnily enough realized that she didn't so much care for the teaching aspect of it as she did for the music aspect of it so she slowly moved into a other uh, another career path but they both told me that you know hard work was really important and i know that's something that i've always really uh, put into my work when it came to music and slowly that slowly over my life as i got older and matured uh, sort of flourished into other areas of my life outside of music in terms of working hard but that was definitely one thing i as i look back i take from them yeah was there like a a, a moment where you were like oh i could i can make a living 
doing this, you know, from enjoyment to, oh, it's going to be yeah. structured in a way. You know, I, I would say that moment didn't necessarily happen until almost after I had graduated uh, college. Um, my sort of uh, my path of schooling was a little unconventional. Uh, I as I graduated high school, I, I decided I had this idea that I wanted to go to school for music theory and composition. Um, and I did that for two semesters. Um, but the other aspects of being a student outside of, you know, the music classes and my theory classes sort of fell by the wayside for me. So I took a few years um, at a community college and sort of went through what I think is that process of realizing what it means to work hard. Yeah. Uh, and then I actually, that's when I started uh, developing my interest and now love of audio production. Yeah. Uh, so I was at a community college and, excuse me, took some uh, classes on recording and being in that environment and kind of learned that that's what I really liked. I went, ended up going to Full Sail University for their audio production program. They call it recording arts there. But then as I left school, I was like, man, I still really love playing and performing a lot. Uh, and I knew uh, through my brother, who was a uh, entertainer uh, on a cruise line, that that was something that I could do. So I actually... Um, pursued that and did that for about four or five years. So I was like, oh, this seems like a way that I could uh, make a living and do what I love to do. Um, and that's when that started to make sense for me. Like I, I kind of always knew that, I just knew that my life was meant to be about music, but I, it wasn't until slightly later that I knew that like the steps that I needed to take in order to make that an actual living and actually support myself with that. Uh, but doing the cruise ships is what eventually led me to, to meet Sean and kind of grow into the, you know, working relationship and friendship that we have now. So, yeah. Yeah. I know there's, you know, there's a technical aspect to arranging music and, you know, sound yeah. production. What is yeah. the, um, what is your personal taste though, when it comes to the artistic side of it? Is there, yeah, it's, I grew up, uh, it's definitely changed a lot and uh, been and grown a lot of the years. I, I grew up a very sort of, uh, <laughs> I grew up a, a metalhead, honestly, <laughs> which is I was listening to your system of the downs, your, your prog metal, your dream theater, uh, things, things that were already energetic and symphonic uh, and had this sort of like power to them in the way that they were arranged. That's one thing that really drew me to that style of music is they just had this like bigness and boldness that other styles of music didn't have. So as I started going to school and meeting new people and getting introduced to other new kinds of music, whether that be, you know, R&B, hip hop, uh, even uh, like singer songwriter type stuff, I was still able to notice the things that I liked in all of these other genres which for me has always uh, been an important part of being a good producer is even though this, a particular style of music may not be the thing that I want to throw on when I'm in the car by myself, 
I can recognize, or I feel like I can recognize things that are tasteful elements of, of those things. So I, my own personal taste kind of started in the vein of like, I loved guitar players like Joe Satriani and Steve Vai and the really virtuistic guitar playing, those types of things. Uh, and then it started to grow into things where I, I think now as, as I look at my style of music or my own uh, taste in music, it still includes those things, but there's a lot more subtlety in a lot of the music that I'm listening to. I've been listening to a lot more hip hop nowadays and more alternative music as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the, this, this formation of Stray in yeah. the soundtrack. You and sure. Sean, I imagine, I think is what I remember from the conversation there. It was, it was a collaboration that was kind of, you know, fun because he was doing other projects on the ship at the time yeah. and you guys kind of just, yeah. you know, started that yeah so we uh we performed in a show called for the record the brat pack and he was uh in the cast as one of the swings uh and in that show the swings actually performed on stage with the rest of the cast so it was like uh he was still there uh every day uh, i was playing guitar uh, in that show and the musicians in all of the for the record shows are very much a part of the cast as much as all the uh, you know the ensemble members are so we're right on stage with them we have choreography we're like doing all the things like it's a very very fun show but from the get-go even when we were in the rehearsal process uh, Sean and myself and two other members of our cast we all became really fast friends and started spending a uh, copious amount of time together, even yeah. outside of rehearsals. Um, yeah. And then Sean uh, was always involved in some sort of extracurricular activity. I know there was a, um, there was a small bar on the ship that he would play uh, like open mic night sets for where he would play guitar and sing uh, his own music. Uh, and it was definitely a very kind of like an open mic type setting, but then, at some point during that contract, I mean, we were on that ship for maybe seven months together. Uh, and at some point during that span of time, he, he came to me and he was like, hey, I know that you you also write music and use your recording. And he's like, I, I have all these songs that I've been working on for some amount of time, some longer than others, some I just wrote, but I want to work with you to um, produce them into fully arranged tunes. So it, it started as a situation where we, we we went to the open deck of the ship and we sat down and we listened through all his demo recordings he had. Uh, and we said, you know, we, we would listen listen to them together. And I was like, oh, I get a little bit of uh, a vibe of this artist or this artist that I kind of hear in what you already have. Uh, and we said, yeah, that sounds cool. And then we, we locked ourselves in our cabin for every spare amount of time that we got and kind of worked on uh, producing that whole thing and it turned into this full like 13 track album that we were really proud of because we spent almost all of our free time working on it and it, it very much even though they in the beginning they were all songs that he wrote I also felt like I was equally able to put my own stamp on uh, those songs and was very grateful that he gave me the freedom to do that you know he kind of trusted me that I would Obviously, at the end of the day, they were still his songs, so I'd always kind of confer with him. I was like, are we going in the right direction? Is this what you like? But yeah, that, that process was really cool. Um, and that sort of was the beginning of what eventually turned into what is now straight in the soundtrack. Yeah, you guys put out a lot of fun content. I mean, it's very, Thank you. It's, Thank you. you know, besides the fact that it sounds great, <laughs> it's entertaining. Thank you. 
Thank so. you. Yeah, I mean, Sean and I would definitely refer to ourselves all the time as just two idiots who love music. <laughs> and we fully lean into and embrace that fact about ourselves. Like, we're both really nerdy. We, we, when we are making songs together, it's honestly, it can be some, half of the recording time is just us cracking up and laughing at something stupid that the other person did. But we love to put that energy into our music and into the content that we're creating, especially with a lot of the, the videos that we've been doing with our, our current covers project that we've been putting out. Some of them are, are a little bit more serious and we definitely have moments where we want to take more of just like a, kind of an artistic serious approach to things but there's a lot of videos and even some that are on the way that are just fully fully fun and stupid and that's like just part of who we are like we we like to take things not so seriously sometimes you know m music for us is meant to be fun it's a thing we love and and we just want to enjoy ourselves while we're making it and we're not necessarily making the music for anyone but ourselves at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So we, we want people to enjoy it and we want people to listen to it, but we also want people to connect with us. So you need to inject your own personality and put your stamp on it. So yeah, that. that's, that, that's, that's why you kind of see all the silliness. That's just, that's, you're just looking at us through, through a window there. So yeah. <laughs> how fun. How fun. Do you have yeah, any, yeah. do you have any mentors and are there any standout pieces of advice? you've received oh man um mentors yeah i mean my my i mean i say my parents because they are um but i mean in terms of um like professionally um Yeah, I mean, I took a lot of uh, advice from some of the teachers that I had in school. Um, and uh, I mean, it's been a while. It's been, it's been, I graduated school 11 years ago. So it's been a minute since I've had any contact with any of them. But I definitely remember there was one particular teacher that I had in school that he had been working in the recording industry since it's inception basically it's a very old man but uh it, there was a lot of um just insight that he had in terms of being honest with who you are like you know we live in a day and age now where in i guess from the perspective of being a music producer the the market is so saturated mm -hmm. with content uh, you know, in this digital age, anyone can, you know, open up GarageBand and record themselves and put, put that music or that content out on the internet. Uh, so, and, uh, and a lot of people are really amazing at that. And so it, it's not enough just to make uh, good content. And this is one thing that I definitely brought from it. It's like, you need to put yourself into that content it, it needs to have that personality and, and i think that i know especially for myself that's what i gravitate towards and that's what i hope other people gravitate towards when they listen to the music it's not necessarily that the song or the you know is catchy or good or that it sounds good it's like how does it affect you emotionally how do you feel are you can do you feel like you're connecting with us as a person so mm -hmm. yeah I, I had a few teachers that definitely kind of instilled that thought in my in my head and yeah, definitely, definitely my parents like circle back to what we uh, talked about earlier in terms of having a really strong work ethic. I mean, I, I will work hard on, especially when it comes to making tunes for, for Stray. 
uh, almost to a fault where it's just like I I just go and go and go because I really want it to be great and I view it as a representation of myself so I, I want it to be the best that it can be. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. Thank you.